I viewed being feminine as pretty much being weak. Hey, you're listening to the Love Lasting Podcast. My name's Jen, and I can't wait for us to talk about all the things, from a new recipe I tried for supper last night, to how I unknowingly let the world dictate my life. I hope you hit that subscribe button to join me every week and be sure to check out the show notes for a special link to my free private Facebook group where we can continue each conversation. But for now, let's dive right into today's episode because you're here for a reason and I'm determined to deliver whatever message your heart came for. Let's go. Hello, good morning, welcome back. Tomorrow, as in the day after this episode is being released, January 11th, 111, is my my youngest son's birthday. And it definitely is a different type of sting when you realize it's your last baby's birthday. Like your last baby isn't a baby. Anyways, thinking about his birthday got me thinking about my childhood have you ever stopped to think about like in detail what you loved to do as a child was there something you could do for hours and never get bored what was that what was that thing that you could do pretty much almost forever for me it was writing it was singing it was dancing it was pretty much anything that had to do with music As I started thinking back to my childhood, I had this like flashback of me and this tiny mini keyboard and I remember the demo song being just the way you are. I would play that demo, pretend it was me playing it on the keyboard and I'd make up my own lyrics, sing and dance like I was putting on this concert for thousands of people and I remember just loving it. And then I suddenly remembered wanting to grow up and be a famous like author, speaker, or singer-songwriter. And these were actually dreams I kind of forgot about, to be honest. Then I started thinking about my daughter because she is just so much like me that it actually freaks me out sometimes. She wakes up in the morning and the first thing she goes for is either her craft station or to play music and dance. And when she chooses to dance, it's impossible not to stand there and just get sucked into the way she uses movement to wake herself up. And I don't mean she has any like extravagant moves or she isn't impressively flexible It isn't her ability to dance that's necessarily so impressive to me. What takes my breath away is her ability to communicate emotions through movement and have that energy be released through her body. It's honestly just mind-blowing. Watching her choose to awaken that like inner goddess energy is such an amazing thing to see. I can literally see the switch in her while she dances. There's this sudden focus that appears followed by a gentle ease almost. She tends to be more fun, more bubbly and playful and she doesn't get as frustrated as she normally does on days that she doesn't make time to dance. 
obviously after watching her morning dance transformations I wanted to try. I wanted to see that if I took a few minutes to lose myself in a song every morning, would it be any different than working out or going for a walk or just any type of activity? Was it a different feeling getting physical activity through dance or is it just physical activity in general? Because I know that feeling of waking up and working out or going for a walk. But I wanted to know what was the difference between waking up and dancing and waking up and just moving. Obviously, I didn't want my family to think I was some type of crazy person. So I snuck into the bathroom with my headphones in the morning and I would dance to my heart's delight. Thinking of it now, actually, I'm wondering if I actually was sneaky or if from downstairs my family was just wondering why it sounded like there was a herd of elephants in the washroom. (laughs) Anyways, I digress. Back to my story. I'm telling you this story because what I discovered during that process was actually life-changing and what I'm able to create, what I have been creating as a result is phenomenal. And for most people, the thought of waking up and dancing sounds great, right? You throw on your favorite song, you jam out, and it's fun. But how often do we actually take the time to consider the benefits and importance of a morning dance session? Do we even know the benefits and how often do we actually take it as seriously as washing up or having breakfast, for example? When was the last time you opened your eyes and set the tone of your day using sound, movement, focus, connection, instead of your brain and what your mind or your brain or your list is telling you to do, your emails. I wish I could just find a way to quickly put all the information together and explain it to you and teach you because I know it's going to change your life. And also at the same time, there's still a little girl inside me that doesn't want her feelings hurt if someone doesn't like what she's creating. There's a little girl inside that requires validation to feel worthy. And my inner child, she is so sneaky sometimes. She shows up in my adult life as me not wanting to ever talk about or discuss any projects I'm working on and allowing myself to believe that if I don't talk about it, it doesn't open the door for anyone else to talk about it either. And that keeps my feelings safe. My point is, I'm not really one to toot my own horn. I'm really not. I'm just really trying to be raw and open here because I don't know how else I can possibly explain to you how important this project is to me or how freaking good it's gonna be when I'm done. (sighs) Just going through the creative planning process and visualizing what I'm bringing to life, what I'm birthing, because I hadn't even written down one word. It sounds dumb, but seriously, I hadn't even written down one word and I felt like my life changed. As if it already happened in some alternate universe and I just had to get there. I was already just on my way. 
because I knew that when I was done, whatever this is that I'm being called to create and do, I knew that what I would learn would allow me to create a system that guided people to discover an identity they never knew they had. A part of themselves they never knew existed, a part of themselves that held all the answers. And right in that moment, with that tiny realization, it was like I blinked and became a different person. In my last episode, I talk about the lessons to be learned when something triggers you and why it's important to lean into that contrast. A trigger is merely something that's trying to get your spirit's attention. And so if you ignore it, it's just going to get louder, come around more often until you eventually can't handle it and just explode. So with that said, my next sentence can be very triggering to some women to hear. But hear me out first, because I believe all women were meant to be mothers. I believe all women were meant to birth. I believe they were meant to nurture, to create. But so quickly when we hear the word mother, do we only picture a woman pushing a stroller, a woman who birthed a human or loves and nurtures another living thing. So where does that leave women who don't have kids or who don't want kids? Maybe you don't even want fur babies. That doesn't mean... You're not supposed to birth ideas. That does not mean you're not supposed to birth systems and creations. That doesn't mean you're not supposed to birth beautiful things. I remember at one point growing up, I viewed being feminine as pretty much being weak. I thought being feminine meant you were acting like a princess that needed saving. And so I was like, what on earth? That is not me. That is not how I want to be, nor is it how I want to be painted. Like I am out. It was almost like I feared being feminine. I feared feminine energy. So I would wear baggy clothes, dark colors. Oh, and good luck trying to get me to brush my hair out of my face. There was no way in the world I wanted anything that had to do with being feminine. So what happened was I started living my life with a very masculine energy. And for the most part, it worked out fine. I worked hard and I received praise for my achievements. As long as I was doing the things, I was getting validation from other people. And it distracted me from the fact that I was bored and I had no idea what I was doing with my life. I lost that connection to my feminine energy and I didn't know how to reconnect to it. So with that, I lost my power to birth ideas, to birth answers, to nurture, to create, to flow. When we lose that source of our energy, we lose ourselves, a huge part of our identity. And that's the part of our identity that knows how to nurture us when we're sad. The part of our identity that calms us and reminds us that the point of life is to live. It isn't about who can get to the finish line first. If you're playing the game correctly, the point of life is to get to the finish line last. 
And so when we lose that part of our identity, it's easy to find ourselves in states of depression, frustration, boredom, stress. We get stuck in this obsession of doing things for validation, but eventually we can no longer ignore the fact that we feel empty. The validation we really need is the one we give ourselves and the one we give ourselves exists in our feminine energy. Without our feminine energy to nurture us, our masculine energy refuses to acknowledge any feelings that could possibly distract us from getting done what we need to get done, especially when it has to do with feelings that make us feel weak, like sadness or loneliness, heartache, either we became angry at whatever's bringing up those feelings or we ignored those feelings and acted like they didn't exist. But if we just allowed ourselves to lean into that contrast, if we just allow ourselves to give in to what's trying to pull us in that direction to acknowledge what's trying to wake up our spirit, we also can give ourselves a chance to create because with contrast comes knowledge. It usually ends up being an answer and with the answer comes our inspiration to create. However, waking up and nudging that feminine energy isn't gonna cut it. Our feminine energy That is like our queen bee goddess energy. You cannot invite it to a birthday at McDonald's Playland and expect it to show. You need to create an entire vibe to make her RSVP. Red carpet, good feels, good music, whatever you're doing needs to be fun, playful, creative, because otherwise, she ain't coming. And it's not uncommon for most of us not to know how to do that because we were raised in a world that praised us for the strength of our mind. For some reason, growing up, it was more common to be praised for things you accomplished with your masculine energy, the stuff you checked off lists. So we tend to forget about our feminine energy because our childhood brain starts to identify it as a distraction. When we're young, our spirit wants to dance around all day in our bedrooms pretending we're ballerinas, but someone tells us we have to go to school and our mind tells our body, sorry, no, we have to go to school. And so we go to school. On the drive to school, we saw the most beautiful flower and we started imagining dancing around in a field of them. But then we were told to stop daydreaming and pay attention to what the teacher's saying. So that's what we did. We can't spend all day painting and drawing because art class is only in period one and on day three. And right now we need to do science and math. We can't go out and run around because it isn't recess time yet and gym class isn't until Friday. We can't sleep in today because there's a really important test that we have to take. From a very young age, we are taught to build a strong mind-body connection. We are taught the importance of mental and physical health, but only recently has it become mainstream to take care of your spirit. 
Whether you believe in God or the universe or any energetic being, I'm sure you can recall a time when you've silently asked for answers. You don't know who you're asking, but you're asking. If you believe in prayer, I'm sure you've expressed gratitude for your blessings, prayed over your loved ones, and maybe asked for some guidance. If you asked someone who believes in prayer about how or where you find the answers, they might say something like, you just have to trust that you're loved and supported and that everything will happen how they're supposed to according to God's will. And then someone who might be going through something really rough might come back with a response like, how do you stay hopeful when it feels like your entire life is crumbling to the ground? How do you stay hopeful when you can physically feel your heart breaking and it hurts so much that you can no longer stand, you can no longer lift up any part of your body, not even your eyelids? Because we've all been there, yeah? But does this really have to do with religion or God or anything like that? Or is this about listening for the answers with the part of you that's able to receive them or the part of you that's able to hear them? If you tried to put your foot to a phone, would you hear what the person on the other line was trying to say? When we try to listen for answers with anything other than the part of us that can hear them, we have no idea what's trying to be communicated. When someone talks about God or spirits or energy or whatever you want to call it, they are talking about an energetic being that we can't see with our eyes or hear with our ears, we can't feel them with our skin, If we are trying to hear answers from an energetic being who doesn't have a human body to communicate or a voice to speak with, then what on earth makes us think that we'll hear them or understand the answers with one of our physical senses? We can't. But we can use our physical senses to awaken the part of us that can receive the answers we're looking for, the ease we crave. And that's exactly the premise I'm building the system around. You will learn basic practical moves that I've strategically sequenced in a way that allows you to dance in shine position alone, but still practice actual ballroom and Latin steps and styling. I have a unique way of explaining things and teaching things in layers which allows your brain and your body to decide which of those layers they like, which ones feel good, which ones work, and which ones don't. And then you'll learn how to make your own combinations, you'll learn to connect movement to feeling and feeling to music. Learning to attach your feelings to music allows you to free yourself of anything unwanted. We learn to move energy that needs moving. You'll learn to quiet your mind by distracting it with repetitive movement, but at the same time, wake up your feminine energy through that movement, which allows you to give your spirit, your emotions, your feelings, complete control to release anything that needs to be released so you have space to receive anything you're waiting to receive. You'll learn to feel good with the combinations that I'll teach you to create for yourself, which will help you feel confident, 
prompting your masculine energy to remain silent because we trick it into thinking it's needed to perform a repetitive action when really it's just distracted. Your body is moving off muscle memory, not brain memory, so it has nothing to do with your mind. And because we have music we're feeling into, it's easy to ignore the things we don't need to deal with in that moment. So we feel light and free. Our bodies are moving and we're in a place where we feel safe enough to release and feel into whatever emotion wants to come up to the surface for recognition. Because we've created such a perfect and inviting environment, out comes our feminine energy to do what it does best. Heal, create, play, and receive. I've taught Latin and ballroom dancing for years. And one of the things I often hear people say is how they wish they could dance more, but they don't have a partner. And initially, this entire thing started as me wanting to create a program where I could teach people ballroom and Latin dancing in a way that allowed them to dance alone and still have fun. In a way that allowed them to dance at home without a partner, learning steps, styling, and still helping improve their personal dance ability so that when they went out dancing and did have a partner to dance with, They felt confident, they had more knowledge to play with. And so initially, this started as me wanting to spread my love for dance. I had no plans of actively teaching as much as I once did, but I had so much knowledge and passion that I felt like it would be such a waste to not make use of it and share. So I started creating, and I'll give you more of a complete rundown of the project in another episode, but basically, I am in the process of designing a system that teaches steps, footwork, styling, etc., and taught in a way you can dance alone to practice and improve your own personal dancing, but I'm also creating it in a way that helps people like me who've lived most of their life being led by masculine energy. So if you're like me and you're used to being praised for the stuff you accomplish with your masculine energy, it isn't always easy to feel comfortable in a space created for feminine energy. It isn't always easy to allow yourself to embody what you're unfamiliar with. And so I thought that it was so important to include a section on how to do that part because one of the things that makes dancing so powerful is its ability to communicate feelings and sometimes they're even feelings you might not even know you have. But if you're dancing with masculine energy, then that communication isn't always clear. When a dancer is connected to their feminine energy, It's an entirely different ballpark. You're no longer experiencing a dance. You're experiencing a transformation and it's mind-blowing. It's healing. It's fun. And as a woman, it's necessary. This system will be organized in a way that teaches you all the things when it comes to steps and style, but taught in a way that inspires you to stop thinking and allow yourself to feel instead. First, you'll learn how to build enough confidence to provide the structure to satisfy and silence your masculine energy as you dance. 
you'll learn to entice your feminine energy through learning to connect movement to feeling. You'll learn to feel into your body, read your own energy, and trust in the answers that are about to surface. The goal is to incorporate trust, emotion, playfulness, and fun into your decision-making process so that you're deciding with the right type of energy, but as well teach you how to dance so you still have the confidence to go out with the tools you need to feel comfortable in any situation that plays music. Like I said, this is a huge project for me, so I don't want to drop any dates or sign any dotted lines. I'm thinking I'll release bits and pieces as I go, but we'll see. I'll keep you posted. If you're just looking to improve your dance skills, if you're just looking to add steps and styling to your repertoire, I am not your girl. There are so, so, so many amazing dance instructors out there excited and happy to teach you whatever steps and styling you want to learn, but I'm not the best instructor for that job simply because I want students that I can push way beyond steps and style, and so that's where I want to spend my energy. The mind, body, and spirit connection strengthens when you dance and you become aware of the tools you possess that put you in a position to receive from the space you're able to create through dance. The power you gain from working on that connection, strengthening that connection, that power is unmatched. And so, yes, I'm offering a dance course and yes, it is meant to teach someone how to dance and yes we're gonna have a great time we're gonna have the time of our lives we're gonna laugh maybe we'll cry i don't know what's gonna happen in there but i'm committed i'm committing to create a community of dancers that supports each other inspires each other and creates together I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope I've inspired you to allow yourself to get lost in music and in flow and in dance. It doesn't matter if you learn to dance from me, from YouTube, from a local dance studio, or just by turning on your favorite song and allowing yourself to move freely. I don't care where you dance or how you dance or what you dance to, as long as you dance. And if you're feeling some kind of resistance to the idea because you don't know how or you're feeling shy or silly, sit tight just for a little bit longer because what I have in store coming up, I promise you're gonna love it. I know you will. So if you felt moved by something in today's episode, if something in you was saying to message me or if something I said today got your spirit's attention, If there are any questions that I can answer about dance or movement or anything, really, please reach out to me. I would love to connect and have a conversation. The type of people I'm looking to work with and who will benefit the most from the programs I'm about to release are the ones who see dance as more than just a skill, but also as a modality for healing, connecting, creating, understanding, communicating, expressing. So if this is you, I want to hear from you, I want to create with you, and I want to dance with you. I love you to the moon and back. All of you.